0: hello hi
1: you usually wait for me to say hello so i was waiting for you this time to see how long it would take you
0: because i see you pop up but then sometimes i say something and i don't i don't know like it's not connected on your end completely because i feel like you don't hear me so
1: maybe i'm just ignoring you oh (laughs) that's (laughs) true never never how are you hot it's, why is it so yeah. freaking hot did it even cool off last night no. i slept like crap i got up this morning and it was 78 percent humidity in my house
0: it's horrible it did not cool off last night i woke up early and then i went you know i'll sit in the garage and watch tv mm-hmm. and i walked out there and i'm like oh my god it's hot as fuck out here miserable yeah
1: yes i agree 100 percent. i was like sitting eating breakfast i had to turn the air conditioner on because i thought i was gonna die i'm like this is ridiculous i'm already dripping sweat i'm not used to this i feel like i'm constantly
0: overheating yeah
1: what's happening it's very scary well the scary thing is my ac bill my electric bill when it gets here i'm terrified those are no fun That's true. Yeah. And speaking of bills, I keep getting notices. I'm still fighting with my medical insurance. They're like, we haven't gotten payment from you since June. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? I've gotten nothing. If there's one bill in my plethora of bills that I am on the instant it comes in, it's my medical bill, my insurance.
0: That's weird. Maybe you need to call them and ask them to reissue the bill or something.
1: Oh, I've called them multiple times, believe me, because I just went through this last month. It's a long story. I don't even want to talk about it. I hate it. Okay. So
0: are you getting excited? I am. I just checked my email today and I had a notification that the bag that I ordered for my carry-on shit. So Mm -hmm, well when I tracked it, it said the shipping label had been created. So yeah, that means nothing. I also ordered gifts for the retreat. Those are on the way. I ordered something from Etsy for us to give away. So waiting for that. And then I have a bunch of shit from Amazon I ordered. I just, I can't. I need to stop. Like I need to rein in the Pre trip purchases.
1: You and me both, because I was thinking I put my carry on bag in the bedroom, the spare bedroom yesterday and I thought I don't know what I have so much shit on the bed and I need to be able to bring shit back I'm sure I'm gonna want to buy something when I'm over there
0: yeah so what I was thinking was I would have the carry-on and the you know quote-unquote personal item which is basically a purse or a small backpack Mm -hmm. with me and then I'm like on the way there I'm just gonna check my big bag even if it's mostly empty when we get there I could just throw my carry-on in my big suitcase and have the suitcase if case I want to bring stuff back or I don't like my dirty clothes being with my clean clothes when I'm traveling so I want to like keep them a little separated like that sort of stuff
1: get a pillowcase or a garbage bag that's what I do but because I ordered more of those cubes uh uh-huh. it comes with a It comes with a laundry bag and a shoe bag thing. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even think about putting dirty shoes in my bag.
0: Oh yeah. I have a million of those bags and then I usually put, you know, a trash bag or something in there to throw the but if I'm gonna have everything carefully organized and cubed in my carry-on, I don't think that's gonna last for the duration of the trip. Then I could just have a hot mess in the big bag and (laughs) not care about it.
1: Right. You're gonna have to come over and help me. I've never needed help packing before. But I'm getting so freaked out and excited. I feel like every time I go in there and say, okay, I'm going to organize what I'm going to wear, I hyperventilate and have to leave. Okay, (laughs) I'm like, this is terrible. You have so much to do, but yet I need to ask you to come help me because I just can't. I'm just so freaked out and excited i'm excited too i know i keep yeah. watching these stupid videos on like
0: packing a suitcase or what <laughs> should you bring on ah. long flights and, <laughs> the new losers? and well <laughs> this will be the longest flight i've ever been on and so I'm like, okay, yeah i want to be comfortable and then like what are the new gadgets and the Packing cubes is a new craze and which I did actually use a packing cube on my last work trip and it was fucking amazing. So I'm definitely sold on those. Yeah. What are they going to
1: feed us?
0: I would hope so, but it's a red eye, so I don't know.
1: I don't know what they would feed us. So I got to bring snacks too. I'm already bringing, you know, Trev said, oh, you can't bring food. And I'm like, what are you out of your mind? I'm bringing granola bars. I'm bringing instant Starbucks iced coffee packets. Yeah, we might have to throw all that stuff away at the airport when we get there. So we'll have to look. Can we only bring stuff for the flight? I don't know. I'm putting it in my big suitcase.
0: I think it's okay if it's packaged food. I think it's more like fruits and vegetables they don't want you to
1: bring oh that makes sense i think sure i think we'll be
0: okay yeah i know they have rules on stuff you can bring in
1: yeah i can't go 11 days without iced coffee or i I will be the biggest bitch you'll just bury me somewhere out in the highlands too because you won't (laughs) be able to deal (laughs) And I wouldn't blame you. you. It's fine. I forgive you. How's that?
0: I don't think I'd be able to do that because I myself would be on such a caffeine withdrawal myself that I would be having horrible migraines and my own symptoms and I would probably be incapacitated. So we both need to figure it out.
1: Yeah, I, that's the problem. If I don't drink coffee, I am start getting headaches and shit. Oh, and the other thing I need to tell you before we leave, I finally bought some spirit glue for my elf ears. I'm not going <laughs> to bring them, but I need help putting them on. Because it's going to be close to Halloween when we get back, and I still need to hem my dress and figure out my elf ears. So will you come over and help me with that when they... the uh- the spirit glue gets here i mean you just want to try them on yeah okay sure maybe i'll go grocery shopping after they're on too i don't know nice <laughs> See if anybody yeah. notices oh my god can you imagine yes i can actually i
0: feel like this is gonna happen
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i when i was asking you about the elf ears in my head the thing that flashed in my mind is i could never in a million years imagine if my life depended on it, my mother ever calling me and saying, "Hey, you think you could come over and help glue these elf ears on?" <laughs> oh my god, it, your grandmother would never have done that. No, it's never. such a different. We have a very different dynamic. Hmm. All
0: right. Uh, yeah, it's not a bad thing. It's just it
1: is very different. It is extremely different. But I wish that she had been up to having elf ears glued on her because we would have laughed more. And I think it's all about laughing with the people you love. That is important. But that's just me.
0: I remember being surprised when I found out she liked Taco Bell because I feel like they just didn't <laughs> eat fast food. Like, yeah, fast food and them didn't mix and i was like oh my god you'll actually you talk about like that's insane
1: well she loved black bean burritos from somewhere i forget where where she would go get a every time i talked to her i'm like what'd you have for lunch mom black bean burrito and then when she was in memory care i would pick up a chocolate jack-in-the-box milkshake she loved them i pick one up every time i was on my way to see her because she wouldn't eat anything I'd be like, Mom, do you want to try this? She's like, yes, every time. And she'd be like, oh, this is just delicious. And I thought, I've never seen my mother drink a Jack in the Box milkshake. So she must have had a lot of private stuff going on in her life that we weren't privy to.
0: Now, I guess I understand where I get it from. Keeping things close to the vest. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah, you're a virtual stranger. Yeah, I have a normal vest. She had like a bulletproof vest
1: yeah yes i i guess at some point i'll have to hire a private detective to find out what's really going on in your life good luck (laughs) i don't even know if they'd
0: be able to figure it out
1: yeah well that's true all right so are we ready to talk about this book because before you know it it'll be lunchtime yes let's do it all right go ahead okay today's book is
0: her captive wolf Book one in the Sawtooth Shifters series by Kristen Strassel. And I think we had both gotten this on a, some sort of free day, right? That's why we picked this one. Yeah. Free book we got. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Okay. So chapter one opens with a guy named Shadow and his brothers being prisoners of another guy named Riker. And Shadow and his brothers have been at this dog fighting ring farm location for six months. Even though Shadow and his brothers are men, they're technically werewolves. So when the book opens, they're in wolf form. I thought this book was kind of different in that they say that maybe because the wolves are werewolves she has it written like this but in the book she says or shadow thinks i should say the new moon did us no favors since we relied on its power for our energy so there's a lot of talks in this book about the new moon versus the full moon and getting mm-hmm. enough energy from the moon in order to shift.
1: Riker keeps them in complete darkness. And, yeah, they're kept uh, yeah, indoors I that
0: in the dark. Then I also thought it was really weird and it actually confused me quite a bit at the beginning of this book because Shadow and his brothers keep having conversations, yes. but they're in wolf form. It threw me because a lot of times when people are shifters and they're talking to one another, if you're actually reading it, it will show their conversations maybe in italics or some way to specify that it's like mind talking, mind linking, not actual right. talking talking.. Mm-hmm hmm This really threw me off a lot at the beginning because Shadow's talking to his brothers. Then they're talking to another person that's captured with them named Major. They keep having these conversations and I'm like, how is this guy Riker not overhearing them and understanding everything they're plotting or they're talking about? But then also, how are they speaking in human voices if they're wolves? But then like later on, I think it's said from the female main character's point of view, that they're like barking and yipping and just
1: doing dog noises. Right. That's what I think they're doing. And I don't think they're talking when the bad guy's around. They're from two different clans. And so they're trying to figure out how the hell are they going to escape from this Riker guy?
0: Possible. I just kept getting thrown thinking that they were men, but they were actually in their wolf form. And then at some point, it is said that Riker was also a shapeshifter, but I don't think we ever figure right, out what yeah. kind of shapeshifter he was. I'm not really sure. I had a couple questions still
1: at the end of this book. I, for whatever reason, assumed he was a wolf.
0: He could have been a wolf, but then why would he have the dog fighting ring? Because he felt like that was an alpha thing to do? I don't know. Well, he's making money. True it's all yeah it's just about being selfish so we find out a lot of stuff in the first chapter of this book the moon thing the wolf talking thing we also find out in this chapter that the she-wolves there's a lack of them and so when there are she-wolves that are born they get sold to the highest bidder and so what the hell is that i guess because they're in high demand so if you could afford to pay for them and you could have them be like a kept woman almost and they could live like a pampered lifestyle that's kind of what i got out of it But then also, it's not like these women had a choice. They were forced... Right. To be sold to the highest bidder because the guys, Shadow and his brothers, were actually friends when they were younger with some of these she-wolves until they got to a certain age where they got sold off. So it was very weird and different. But basically, Shadow and his brothers, Major, none of these guys have women because the she-wolves are so hard to come by.
1: I think she tried to sugarcoat it a little by saying they live a very pampered lifestyle and want for nothing, but it bothered me that these women basically are, you know, slaves.
0: Yeah, they totally are. It's kind of a new thing that started, I feel like, with Shadow's Generation, which they didn't Mm -hmm. really explain why women were dying off, but it's just typical in these books. You know, they have to have a lack of women. That's why they get with the humans. Another thing that's referenced a little bit in Chapter 1 is the Alpha and Omega structure, but Mm -hmm. that was referenced very little. The only real reference to it was that one of Shadow's brothers archer was actually referenced as being an omega which i thought was interesting because usually if it's an omega it's a female but archer was one of his yeah
1: when riker's putting them in the ring to fight they put archer who can't fight really because he's an omega in the ring with riker's beta is it his beta i Um, don't
0: remember somebody really bad and
1: so they're going to dogfight, and whoever wins, Riker tells them, I'm going to let whoever wins go, which I'm like, really? He's going to do that? And the people aren't going to go back and tell everybody else, hey, he's holding us there? But anyway, Shadow knows that Archer's going to probably die because Archer's not a fighter. And it's really not a good match of a fight.
0: Chapter does end with this dog fight being set up. So then the next chapter, when it opens, is from the female main character's point of view. Her name is Trina, and she arrived at the dog fighting location undercover, like incognito, in disguise, what have you. She's got a couple police officers with her, and it turns out that she actually runs the animal shelter in town, and her and the police officers are working on busting up this illegal dog fighting ring
1: yes the shelter's called forever home animal shelter and, and randy is one of the officers that with is with her to witness this and he tells her we have to let them start to fight so we can get hit them with more charges of mm-hmm. animal abuse and she's like freaking out
0: yes yeah, so they're there with that cop that you mentioned they're also there with some of her co-workers kira and Lizzie, like you said, they have to let them fight a little bit. I swear they only fight for like 30 seconds before it gets busted up. But Archer, the Omega, does get really injured in that 30 seconds worth of fighting. This was my only highlight from chapter two because she, of course, now is starting immediately the deprecating self-thoughts.
1: Oh, God.
0: Yeah. So she's trying to deal with Archer because he's injured. So she thinks, or this happens, I peeled out of my jacket and ripped a strip off my t-shirt to use as a tourniquet. I didn't give a crap that my belly rolls were hanging out. It wasn't the worst thing people were going to see tonight.
1: Yeah, I, I, as soon as I read that, I was like, oh, no, I know what you're going to think about it. But I don't understand why authors feel the need to even comment about the shape of a woman's body we all assume she's got a body we don't need to know unless it's trying to portray what some people consider the ultimate love even though i'm not like a supermodel and i have all these human failties, i'm still lovable that's how much this guy loves me, but I don't like it. I think what the author is trying
0: to do here is to later in the book tie it all together with how she's like a frump pile of rolls because she's been <laughs> through such a grieving process that because something traumatic did happen to her and that she's basically let herself go. That mm-hmm. now that she's letting herself go and she's grieving,
1: now she's a big old ball of rolls. There's well, I feel yeah. like there are ways to do that. Right. And, you know, when you have are hit with trauma like that, or, you know, trauma in life in general, it can go in the other direction too, where you don't eat and Mm -hmm. you're just wasting away.
0: All right, so Trina and those cops and everybody do rescue Shadow and all the other animals. And when Shadow sees her, he describes her as having her honey-colored hair pulled back, her face was bare, and her clothes were plain and ripped, her cheeks as round as the rest of her curves and probably just as sweet. Her little mouth begged for a taste. She smelled like the exact opposite of the shit and desperation that usually flooded my nostrils. I inhaled vanilla, cinnamon, apples, and everything good about being human. My mouth watered just thinking about
1: it. Yeah, he's instantly into her. And she thinks he's beautiful. He's really big. She says, you're safe now. She's just immediately talking to him. She must be empathic because she loves the way she talks to him and you know, tells him you're going to be okay. We're going to clean you up. We're going to give you some food and he just thinks of her as an angel. She does talk to them a lot. Now keep in mind, they're
0: still in wolf form and she does have this like policy at the shelter that she doesn't want to have any negative or depressing conversations in front of the animals, which Is great and all, but then she has like repeated negative thoughts about herself. So, the thing that was really weird to me about this book, and I think maybe because I just haven't seen this in other books before, they're actually not able to shift back into their human form for two more weeks because they can only shift on the full moon. Now, I didn't really understand is that because they were weakened by the six month indoor captivity, or is it because the moon charges their power? And so it's always like
1: this for them
0: i didn't under i didn't really get it did you understand why it was like that
1: no i didn't understand that
0: okay yeah maybe it's because they were werewolves and just not
1: shifters and so werewolves have the whole full moon thing happening for them possibly and i think part of her reasoning for not having the negative talk is that we find out at some point she is suffering from PTSD, and that she, I guess, was unconscious. And she would hear the nurses and the doctors say negative things. That part I totally believe in. If someone's unconscious, I still feel like they can hear you. So they were thinking she was in a vegetative state, and they would say all these negative things. And she- Could hear, you know, subconsciously she could hear them while she was unconscious. And then she ended up coming out of it and healing. And so to help her cope with the situation she went through, she started this shelter. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay, I might I might have missed out part. Yeah, she and the other women that work at the shelter with her have been through what she calls some serious shit and had gone to the same facility called CAST, the yes. center for anxiety and stress therapy for panic attacks and stress disorders. They are all working at this animal shelter for some sort of rehab process that they're all going through.
1: Yeah. And of course their shelter is a no-kill shelter, which they all should be, but
0: so they take all the animals back to the shelter and they give them baths and clean them up. And then Shadow now is starting in the book to do this back and forth that I found tiresome because he does it the whole fucking time, basically until the end of the book (laughs) where he says right from the bat, we know that there are no females for them. They're not going to have mates that are she wolves, et cetera, but he doesn't want to take a human mate or he can't. His justification never really made sense to me. Um, He says that sawtooth wolves never mated with human females. We had no problem showing them a good time But when the party ended, so did our contact. Even if I'd met Trina before we'd been captured, there was no way she would have been more than a one-night stand. But then later on, he thinks six months in captivity was enough to change the thinking of this wolf. But it really doesn't change his thinking completely because he continues to go through the book and say... I want her, but I can't have her because she's a human. I don't really want her. There was a lot of back and forth in my mind for him.
1: Well, I think the reason he was going back and forth is because people don't know about them. And he's like, how can I possibly get her, prepare her for finding out that I am a wolf shifter?
0: Yeah, but even once he, like, he's talking to his mom about her. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, Mm -hmm. I like her, but I can't be with her because she's a human. But then when he's talking to Major, and Major's like, basically fuck her she's a human get away from her then he takes the opposite side of things where he's like i don't care if she's a human i like her so he just was really wishy-washy and not consistent
1: yeah i maybe that was his internal struggle i have no idea so while shadow is cozying up
0: to trina one of his brothers baron is buddying up with kira and his other brother dallas is hanging out with Lizzie.
1: So you can kind of see where the stories are going to go in the future books. Right. And of course she is struggling to keep this place operating. And because she ended up busting this dog fighting ring with the cops or whatever everybody in the town hates her because everybody in the town even though she thought they were friends most of them were really excited about being able to bet on this and Riker especially is super pissed because not only did they take the dogs but he lost all his farm animals because they were neglected Mm -hmm. yeah
0: I guess it's a small town a lot of people would donate to her animal shelter but then at the same time she saw them there at the dog fighting rings now She's kind of in trouble with the normal people. She's not really getting the donations like she used to. And just in general, it was hard for her financially to keep this place open.
1: Yeah, and when the vet comes to examine the dogs, we find out she's got a big outstanding bill with the vet. And the vet is the one that tells her these aren't dogs, they're wolves.
0: Yeah, I have a note about the how they looked later on but we can talk about it now i guess oh the cover of this book has him in his human form but then also has the snow white wolf on the cover but then he's constantly referred to as having really dark hair Mm -hmm. dark fur like black and gray she even Mm -hmm. thought they were huskies at one point because their fur was so dark so i don't Mm -hmm. understand why on the cover he had that white fur. It doesn't really match him at all. Honestly, I didn't even notice there was a dog on the cover.
1: Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's hilarious. Maybe. Maybe it just opened to the. Th- I don't know. To be honest yeah. with you, Trina
0: has PTSD because she was in a car accident, and in that car accident, her fiance named Ryan died. So. Trina is actually 32, but I felt like she read like a 20-something character. Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't say that because of her PTSD, but there were just things about her that I felt like she was very young and not necessarily 32. We find out at some point that Shadow is 35, so they're semi-close in age. It's actually not until Chapter 6 that Shadow shifts to his man form. Yeah. He calls her name and she says... I'd never heard it before, like the voice, but it was so familiar.
1: And he finds out at some point that his house that he, I guess, shared with his brothers burned to the ground. And it's very suspicious. They think Riker did it. And he thinks of his mom and how his mother probably thinks they're dead.
0: Yeah, I think he finds that out in the next chapter because that's when he tells her his name is Shadow Channing. He tells her in that chapter that Archer, the wolf that died, was her br- his brother, excuse me. And then I think that's in that. return she tells him about the farm burning down and how everyone thinks they're dead.
1: Yeah. Oh, right. She's like, oh, I know that name. Yeah.
0: My two notes from this chapter are just that she gave him sweatpants, and to my dismay, they weren't gray. The color wasn't (laughs) referenced at all. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Maybe and they were gray. I
0: don't know, but if they were, that's worth mentioning. I think I watched too much true crime because when she said that his farm and the house and what have you burned down and they thought that him and all his brothers died in the fire, mm-hmm. my first thought was a house fire doesn't burn hot enough to destroy every <laughs> remnant of the bones, so...
1: That's right. There's so the forensic exactly to accurate. back this up. I don't know. You're too uh linear you're too much of a linear thinker. They were already at her house because she was taking him home every night to sleep at her place and he ends up shifting. To me, she took it pretty damn easy when he tells her, Look, I'm a wolf shifter. Doesn't she say something like, I I've heard rumors, but I didn't believe it was true and then she asked him do you think the other guys at who are at the shelter also shifted and he said probably which also doesn't really make sense because they went
0: from inside at this dog fighting ring to inside at the v- shelter so they're not I mean, maybe because they were outside and they were playing during the day. I don't know. She does say, so they're in Idaho. Maybe it's not her. Maybe it's Shadow thinking this, that there were a lot of werewolf stories and folklore Mm -hmm. that had Mm -hmm. been discussed in their small town. So maybe that's part of the reason why she takes it so well. But she's not from there. She's actually from Oregon. So I don't know. But she does take it very well. She really doesn't question him at all.
1: Yeah, She just thinks, oh, he's so good looking. He's got tight muscles, you know, all the stuff. The tapered waist.
0: Well, okay, so she thinks all that about him. But then here's my highlight from chapter 10 about what she thinks about herself. My stomach and thighs felt like pudding when I touched them. I had (laughs) rolls on my back that only went away if I held my arms over my head. There was no hiding that now. Letting myself go wasn't exactly the way I'd describe it. Dealing with things the best way that I could was more like it. Oh, she's actually thinking that because at this point I think she's going on a date with Shadow, right? So she was getting ready for the date and she's kind of looking at herself in the mirror and that's what she sees.
1: Right. And and top of, on top of that, she's struggling with, you know, survivor guilt. Because, you know, she was supposed to marry this guy that died in the car accident. And she's going on a date and she's happy. So she's struggling back and forth. And she thinks, what's it been, two years, five years? Not even. I think it's been two, maybe three years since the accident. Anytime I read something like this in a book, and maybe it was just the way I dealt with grief. But when I lost my brother, I it, when I read this part about it being two years, I thought... I think back to when I went through the loss of my my brother, who I was super close to. At two years, I still couldn't even wrap my head around the fact that he was gone. So I don't know, do people get over the law? Lo- and he he was my brother. He wasn't even the person I was in love with and going to marry. Do people get over loss that easily? No,
0: I don't think so at all. She definitely hasn't. And I think also for her, it's even worse because she was driving when they got in the car yeah. accident. So she feels responsible yes. for... But honestly, 100% was just an accident. If he was driving, roles would have been reversed. I don't think he would have foreseen what happened in their car accident either. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she has a lot of guilt about that. I mean, I did appreciate that she was going through the stuff that she was going through to try to get better. But it's not like she ever really mentions actually going to therapy. She just says she's doing this program, this rehab program.
1: I guess it's inferred that because she's doing that, that she does go to therapy. There actually is a line in here. I just went past it, so I I can't find it again. But it says she's thinking about Shadow and saying that, just being with him for a week has done more for her than five years of therapy and I'm like Uh, okay so I guess it has been more than two years yeah Uh, okay here it is it says whatever he's done tonight I swear it was a full moon fever he's made more of a breakthrough than five years of therapy ever has okay well so I guess it was five years since the accident yeah but I'm sure if I were if I were driving a car and had an accident that killed somebody I don't think i'd ever be able to stand up again that would take a lot of strength
0: oh yeah it'd be really hard to do i think at one point and i'm not sure if it's now or later in the story he does go with his brothers to talk to his mom and say hey we're not actually dead even though you you heard this about us mm-hmm. and i I think it's at this point he's talking to his mom. He says, he could be talking to somebody else. But anyways, he says, I think she could be someone special, but she's human. Then he also says they'll kill her being the other pack people or Riker. And he doesn't want to put her at risk like that.
1: Yeah, because they'll think of a, hu- a human mate all the other wolves are gonna see as a weakness he also has to tell his mom about archer dying yeah which is horrible
0: horrible yeah mm-hmm. i did like this highlight though something she thinks about herself which i feel like is really relatable she thinks i didn't want to be like this i wanted to be the smart funny light-hearted girl that lived in portland and loved ryan not the melancholy mess that grieved
1: for him in Idaho. Yeah. Sad. It's very sad. She won't tell him what's bothering her or what her trauma was, but she's crying in her sleep a lot. And he's still trying to get her to talk to him and say, what what happened to you? You know, the who did this to you line comes up in this book, I believe, and she can't talk about it. She's not ready. Not just with
0: him, but just in general. She really doesn't tell anybody because it's hard for her to physically say the words.
1: Yeah, I get it. We also find out that he and Major are vying for, are going to buy for Alpha. I thought it was kind of weird. This was a weird thing they brought up that she suggests to him because his way of how the pack should be run and Major's way of how the pack should be run is very different. And she says to him, maybe you should run for mayor.
0: I think because he tells her that a lot of people in law enforcement and even the current mayor are shifters.
1: Oh, I see. Okay.
0: And I think that they respect that sort of hierarchy this story was a little different because i feel like the packs were more family based instead of just everybody in this town is automatically part of one pack so shadow has his own little pack of people major has his little pack of people the mayor has whoever he has so all these different packs are existing Mm -hmm. in the same small town
1: and it's finally i think in chapter 15 where she tells him what happened she met the other girls in cast and that she has ptsd and she was driving and her fiance was killed in an accident and he's like the first person that she has felt safe enough to open up to they talk a lot
0: in chapter 15 it's actually now when they have that date and Mm -hmm. so i think they're on the date and they're talking about what happened with her and her trauma. And then he talks about how this generation didn't produce an even number of males and females. And he tells her that if you can't afford to buy a wife, chances are this would be the
1: last generation of wolves in your line. She tells him, you're headed to extinction. And he said, we we need to find human mates. He likes her, but he's stupid. The way he tells her, instead of saying, look, I really like you and I would like you to be my mate. He says, we need to find human mates, and because she has such bad self-esteem, she thinks you know, it's any port in a storm. And he's just thinking about her, not because he cares for her, but because he needs to find a human mate. He also says to her, he he's thinking, and he said that he wanted her more than anything, more than I wanted my freedom. And I would do anything to make her my queen. And I'm getting sick of author's calling women queens
0: okay i didn't even pick up on that part when he's when he thought that
1: i'm like here we go again we're gonna make her a queen i don't know to me it kind of ties into that every girl wants to be a princess thing i don't i don't know i have my own issues so Mm. whatever
0: well he thinks all that kind of stuff but he doesn't usually tell her that stuff so like what you're saying when he says we need to find human mates
1: Mm-hmm. Instead
0: of saying something like, I actually really like you and this is the situation, you know, you're a human and I'm a shifter. Do you think this could still work? Cause I want it to. All he says is we need to find human mates. So I would totally take it the way she did where she thinks he needed a human woman, but I wasn't sure he wanted me. And that's totally how I would feel if I was on the receiving end of this continent.
1: Of like, course
0: oh, he just needs me because I'm the first, human literally that he saw because i rescued his ass from captivity he doesn't actually want me
1: yeah and i want my book boyfriends to be uh, more mature and sophisticated especially at
0: 35 and it's like he was only in captivity for six months so he had 34 years to. He readily says he's fucked other human women. So he should know how to date and interact with human women. Yeah, but
1: apparently he doesn't. You know, even so, they go on this date. They end up going back to her place. They end up, they're going to have sex and he's getting ready to go down on her. And she says, did you hear that? And I thought, shouldn't he be hearing it? I mean, he's got wolf hearing. He's got super great hearing. Why? Because he said he doesn't really hear anything. And then all of a sudden they hear a crash and someone's outside and they ran into her truck.
0: That's a good point. It was kind of weird that she heard what I can only assume was a baseball bat to the windshield of her car because her truck gets really up, And he's so focused on eating her out, I guess, that he doesn't notice anything.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It was so bizarre. I think so. I think that's what happened. But, you know, I want a mate that can do that and still hear danger approaching the house.
0: You know, some men are better at multitasking than others. That's all yeah, I can
1: Apparently. Say. Oh, and then the the other thing that killed me is he ended up killing the guy. He kills the person that, you know, was beating up her truck. It says, Shadow didn't stop until the job was done. He pushed off the ruined mass of a man covered in his victim's blood. And she says to him, you killed him. And he's like, just matter of factly, he wanted to hurt you or he wanted to hurt me. Either way, there was no option. And she's like, well, we could have called the cops. And he's like, no, we couldn't have. So he just says, get a shovel. And she's like, you're going to bury him here on my property? And he says, yeah. And I thought, no way in hell, dude. You're not burying a dead body on my property. I live in the middle of nowhere and I have a very good imagination. I'll be terrified.
0: Well, that's another thing that's kind of weird because if he does say that a lot of the law enforcement and the mayor are shifters themselves, then what's the problem with calling the cops to turn this in? And I also agree that it was really fucking gross because he says he will bury the (laughs) body deep enough so animals don't dig it up but also shallow enough so that it will scare off other people who might come to her property to fuck with her stuff.
1: Yeah, it's very gross.
0: So basically that guy and everything that's happening now is because of Riker and how they busted mm-hmm. up that ring of people. So now they're dealing with all that Riker stuff. They Riker thinks that they shadow and his brothers were responsible for busting up the dog fighting ring which i don't understand how because they were in captivity for six months but whatever right Mm -hmm. shadow does tell her in chapter 21 i want you to be my mate which was this is very different in terms of having a mate because he just tells her he wants to be mates with her there's no like mate bond he's not like biting her shoulder he just literally tells her and her response is we've only known each other a week she doesn't necessarily say no she mostly just says not right now then a little bit later on he gets mad because he says you want this he makes some really horrible comment to her about how her ex-fiance wouldn't want her to be miserable Yeah, And he'd want her to live the life that she can and that she needs to stop wasting time. She has a really good point. She says, I'm sorry, I can't snap out of it for you. These feelings didn't come with an expiration date. Do you think I want to feel like this? Like there's a tornado brewing inside of me just waiting to destroy everything it touches? I'd do anything to make that go away. And don't you dare try to tell me what my fiance would have wanted.
1: Yeah, amen to you, sister. I did
0: like that part about her and her story and then basically what ends up happening at the end of the story is that they do get in this fight with Riker and Riker ends up dying they find that he had some other dogs in the barn, and I guess he was going to start another dog fighting ring? Yeah. The thing
1: that killed me is he was having people in the town adopt dogs. They mentioned two German shepherds from her fucking shelter. So he would have people go adopt dogs that he was going to be using in a dog fighting ring. Because when they bust him and find these dogs, she's like, wait a minute. Those are from my shelter.
0: Well, and also, this guy's out on bail the whole reason he's not in jail right now is because he had bail money i guess so it's like you're kind of on probation dude but i guess he didn't care Um, i guess we don't really find out his bad guy motives because like i said he gets killed at the end of the book we don't find out what kind of shifter he is but that's okay Mm -hmm. and the book ends with them agreeing to be mates but there's no epilogue or anything afterwards
1: yeah so what did you think of this book
0: i thought it was okay so i guess i'd give it like three panties um Mm -hmm. their scenes together were a little when they did have sexy times they were decent uh, the story was a little weird to me but i didn't love it but i also didn't hate it either i like that he stayed a wolf for so long because that was really different but i also wish that some stuff was better explained like why is it that they can only shift according to the moon mm-hmm. why can they talk to each other while they're in the wolf form um so maybe because there's more books in the series that stuff gets explained later on and well that could be Yeah, and I did like how all the women were going through this rehab process and had some sort of bond because of that. So, I mean, I didn't love it. So, I'm not going to read any more in this series, but I also didn't hate it. So, it's just okay, and okay for me is three. Mm. Well,
1: I just thought it was just okay to also, and there were parts, just like you, there were parts in the book I liked. I liked the shelter thing. I also had questions about things that were going on. I thought the story was a decent premise, but this is what a snob I am. (laughs) I think, oh, this would be a good book for somebody that's just starting to read shifter books, not someone like me.
0: It's true because it doesn't really get that much into the shifter thing. Like there's a little bit of the Alpha and Omega, but really not much. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of shifting, but once he shifts back to a man, he I don't think he ever shifts back to a wolf, does he? Or if he does, it's
1: not a big deal. I think when he kills that Riker, he's shifted. Oh, yeah. Because he does shift back into a wolf before he, the moon. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole thing. But yeah, I would probably only give this book to Dry Panties. I, I really okay. wasn't into it, but that that's me. I think it's a good book for somebody that's just starting to get into this. But when you're a shifter connoisseur... such such as myself it's like being a wine connoisseur it's like mm, once you've had don perignon or whatever you know i i I hate to say it but it's like i think i've read too many books for this to like really push my buttons but if you're just starting I, i say go for it
0: i totally get it yeah i agree are you reading anything else
1: i am i read the midnight bride which is book two i guess of the winter bride series that we had reviewed by kate wilder so i did read that it was good and then i'm also reading i downloaded so i got my jr ward signed hardback book of darius that I love and I added to my JR. Ward shelf but I don't think I'm going to download that book I'm dying to read it but I think I'm going to download it so I can read it on the plane you know I want to have something to read on the plane and then I am almost finished with book two in the Hellfire Motorcycle Club this book is about Jack and Lily okay. I got about 100 pages left in that so I'm Just trying to figure out what I need to download so I have stuff to read while we're... Unless I collapse in a heap of exhaustion, I'm sure I'm going to want to read still at night before I go to bed. I don't know. Who knows what we're doing? Unless I'm getting lucky. If I'm getting lucky, to hell with a Kindle. Yeah, I
0: actually did the same thing. I have a book that I pre-ordered that's actually a news story from Reese Barden that she has for pre-order for 99 cents that comes out i think this week i pre-ordered that and i'm like okay i'm going to save that for our trip and then i looked up a couple other books that i can download from ku to have options did i already ask you
1: did you read the fourth wing yes i did i downloaded a sample is it you know i see so much hype about this book is it really super good or what?
0: I think it's really, really good. But at the same time, it's book one in what I think I heard is supposed to be a five book series and none of the other books are done yet. So you oh, could always no. wait to start reading it because you're going to have to wait a while. That's happened to me a lot lately. i read Divine Rivals by Rebecca Ross, which I thought was really good. Book two is mm-hmm. not done yet. I read Fourth Wing, really good book. Book two is not done yet.
1: So I hate when books
0: aren't done. Uh huh.
1: It's annoying. Yeah. Oh, and I also I got an email because I'm on the Finley Fenn newsletter. I get that, and she's got another book coming out that you can pre-order. And I swear to God, read is oh, there's a book coming out that you can pre-order. It's called The Fall of the Org. and all I read is i'm almost done writing and you can pre-order it's supposed to come out in october the end of october or mid october (laughs) i I only read that far jumped out of the newsletter into amazon and pre-ordered it oh nice well i'm sure she appreciates that well i sent her an email and i said you know i didn't even finish your your email with your newsletter before i pre-ordered it and she said that's awesome So, yeah, Yeah. I'm excited. You're the reader that authors like
0: because you will pre-order books when you see stuff like that. For me, I won't do that if it's coming out on KU. I'll just wait for release day and then I'll get it for free. Well, I have no self-control. You know me.
1: Yes, which
0: I'm saying is why the authors like you. Because- yeah.
1: And I don't think things through like, oh, it'll be out on KU eventually. No, I, yeah, I, I have to have it the instant I can have it. Yeah. But the totally- only reason I pre-ordered that Reese Barden book is because she has
0: it on sale for pre-order right now for 99 cents. And I know she doesn't use KU. So I'm like, okay, well, oh. if I'm going to pay for pay 99 cents and get it that way. But otherwise, I
1: always wait for people to put it on Kindle Unlimited. Well, you know what? I just realized this is even sadder. I didn't even notice how much it was. I'm just click. I want it. It could it could be on there for a million dollars, and I'm totally screwed. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. True. <laughs> oh, it's hard
1: to me. It's hard being your pocketbook, I think, is what you mean. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> yeah all right well what are you gonna okay. do for the rest of the day just the normal
0: stuff but um let me announce the next book before i forget because oh, this yeah. is the first time we're branching out oh because- yeah uh, you convinced me, not that it took very much to convince me, but you had been to <laughs> yes. this book before, and right now you're reading book two in the series. So we are going to do book one in the Hellfire Riders series by Katie Wilde. The book is Saxon and Jenny, and it's a motorcycle club romance. Nothing fantasy about it, so we're really branching out here. Yes, we
1: are. I can't wait to talk to you about this book. I have to wait a whole other week, so that's a bummer, but all right. Yeah, no, that's okay. You won't, well,
0: I guess you'll have to wait till next week when we record to talk to me about this story, but it'll be worth it. It's lunchtime. Now we finished just to to get some food. Perfect timing All
1: right, babe. So uh, we'll get together um, relatively soon so you can help me lay out my clothes. Maybe I'll be getting my glue for my elf ears today or tomorrow and we can pick a day that you'll come over. We can put the ears on and then pack. That would be fun. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I also have God. that that wig. And I also got, because I've wanted to do this for I don't know how long, I got some Viking beads for putting in your hair.
0: I feel like we should maybe just take this whole outfit with us for the photos like you were talking about. <laughs> oh, my God. Like well, we're talk- gonna have a full day at the fairy pools. Like mm. we should just like capitalize on it, don't you think?
1: Well, sure, of course. I just don't want to. Yeah, we'll talk about it when you get here. That means I have to hem my dress n- soon. Okay. You know me. Right. You don't have to twist my arm very hard. I can't yeah. wait till that driver. If I do it, the driver that's taking us to the fairy ponds. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah, I can't wait. We'll be barred. That's fine. I mean, who's gonna bar
0: us? It's not like they have admission. You just go. It's like it's like a river in the
1: middle of a mountain or something. It's like, you know, well, I'm a little cons I am just want to make sure that we get to see it because it's I I cannot I, I cannot go all the way to Scotland, even if it's just a little bit of a nothing pool. I don't care. I cannot go to Scotland and not see the fairy pools and not touch the fairy pools because I believe in magic.
0: Yeah. All right. We're going to do all the things, all the things, babe. Okay. Well, let me know right. when you have that stuff and I'll come over. All
1: right. I will. All right. Thank okay. you. You're,
0: You're welcome. welcome. Bye, honey. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bonded Books Podcast. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com and check the show notes for a link to all of our social media.